This is To The Point with Marcus Amick, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things driving the world of automotive sales and service. Let's get to it. To The Point is brought to you by RockEd, the automotive industry's leading performance and engagement platform. To learn more about how RockEd helps you turn training into profitability, visit us at rocked.us. That's R-O-C-K-E-D dot U-S. It's been nearly two weeks since thousands converged in Dallas for the 2023 National Automobile Dealers Association show. And the buzz around the event is still high. That probably doesn't come as much of a surprise to anyone who attended NADA, given all that was showcased and discussed at the show, be it new service solutions or the challenges associated with the transition to EVs. This week on To The Point, we wrap up our two-part series on the recent NADA show, sifting through all the noise at the event to highlight some of the biggest takeaways from our conversations with key industry leaders about the future of auto retail in 2023 and beyond. This week's guests include Phil Langley, head of the Stellantis Diller Network, Natasha Geiner, CEO of A to Z Sync, Mike Overfelt, a GM with Carter Myers Automotive, and Marco Shinabo, executive chairman of RockEd. Phil Langley, head of the Stellantis Diller Network on the transition to electric vehicles. So it's a new territory for everyone, not only the manufacturers, but also the consumers, right? I mean, you know, a lot of charger, charging capability issues, you know, where's the infrastructure? If I buy one of these vehicles, can I, if I'm on a trip, will it get me where I want to go and back? That's a big issue that, uh, you know, certainly uh, I think there's been some reluctance out there, but, uh, you know, in the short term for us, it's just really getting our dealers prepared from an infrastructure point of view. You know, they've got to put in chargers. They've got to, you know, this, uh, obviously safety is first and foremost. When you're repairing those vehicles, you know, there's some safety aspects that have to be considered first and foremost. So putting all those processes inside the dealerships and getting them ready for the products that's what we're engaged in right now. Uh, you might have heard we have a uh, partnership with Future Energy. Future Energy is a Michigan-based company we're very proud to be working with to get our infrastructure where it needs to be. They're experts in, in electrification. They've been in this business for quite a while. Uh, you know, we use their expertise. There's three things they're doing for us. They're uh, helping us analyze the grid. That's the other thing is, do we have the power coming to the dealerships to support our all of our EV efforts? And quite frankly, that's one of the biggest obstacles that we have to overcome. Working with the energy companies like DTN, Detroit, uh, making sure that you know our dealers can can have these charging and have the power supply necessarily to operate. So that's been a big part. Uh, secondly, is just, there's going to be tons of new processes that we have to put in place within the dealership, not just the repair process, but you know obviously meeting customer expectations. We expect to see a new buyer with a lot of our uh, you know, EV products, and we've got to be prepared to meet every need that they desire. You know, a lot of concierge service, taking their vehicles to their, or picking their vehicles up from their home when it needs service, bringing it back to them, to their home or business. That's what we have to do. 
Natasha Geiner, CEO of A to Z Sync, on the need for the industry to focus more on the people that deliver the sales and service experience and how you find and retain great talent in a new digital world. I do think that the focus has been so strongly on the customer, their experience, how they're doing, whether they're shopping online, whether they're coming in store, but we haven't really done a very good job as an industry as a whole to focus on the people that deliver the experience. Why? Why, why do you think that's the case? You know, I think for the last couple of years, we've taken for granted a little bit about how quickly and easily the cars are sold and the profit margin that we have made. Um, in the past, much like many other industries, employees were number one, number two, number seven before, but they're much harder to come by. There's a lot less people that we want to hire that have sold cars for 40 years, right? We want to hire the new customer-centric type of an experience managers for, for this job. And they're hard to come by because nobody wants to do car business anymore. And there's a reason for it. You know, one of the things that I've noticed in you inviting us in this space is that and it's, it's a compliment to you, to, to, the, to your company and to the team, is that everyone is very personal. Thank you. They, they are. You know what I mean? They're very engaging. You know, they, they, they have this sense of like they want to talk to you. They want to get to know you. It seems very genuine. How do you, from a staffing standpoint, how do you find it? How do you, because I think that's a challenge when you talk about that personal connection. I think that's a challenge that people face throughout every facet of this. How do you, how do you work, make it work? How does it work for you? I think because the people that we have love what they do and they're great at it. And they bring more people that love what they do that are great at it. And I think we have a fantastic leadership team that enables them to do what they're best at doing. And uh, a lot of times we get very lucky with the people that we have uh, and we keep. Retention is incredibly important, right? Because you are the front face of the company. And I think one of my most proudest moments um, is when a client called and said, this is the best help desk experience I have ever had. And I've had many vendors in my life. I've run help desk before for a couple of years when we were just in the very beginning stages. That is the hardest job of all. But for a client to recognize how good somebody is doing that, that's a big proud moment for the company. That, that's actually a good measuring point. How, how, how do you, what are the other ways that you go about measuring that? Like, how do you measure that all of those things that you talk about, that we've talked about today as well as, you know, that makes, that drives this, this company? How do you make sure it all aligns and it's working on a consistent basis? Sure. Accountability is a big thing, right? We hold ourselves and each other accountable for what we do every day. Customers talking to us about implementation, launch, progress. We have weekly calls with each and one of our partners. That will never go away. That's just how we are. That's how we operate. Um, and so we're very, very close to people that are on our platform and our training platform as well. And that keeps people engaged. It's very, very important. Mike Overfelt, GM with Carter Myers Automotive, on what automakers can do to help dealerships with the shift to EVs and on the process of streamlining the overall sales process for consumers. I, I think if the manufacturer gave us more flexibility on uh, what we would use, how we use it. We don't have product yet for a lot of the brands, but yet we've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars on service stations and we're seeing very little. I think 
I think we're in a, we're heading down a road that people don't know a lot about it right now, and uh, we're all trying to figure it out. But really, it's so expensive the the demands on on the dealer right now. So you, the the expense of it all, and uh, do you do you think that? I mean, the OEMs know how expensive it is. So what's what are we missing here? What's what's going on? If if the OEMs know how expensive it is, and you all are saying, "Hey, this is a challenge for us." But, well, let's look at it from this perspective. Where's the middle ground? Where do we begin the discussion to sort of get this addressed? If we know it's coming, what do we do? I think they, we got to set a baseline. We got to say this is the standard that we're going to live. We're going to go by. If you meet a certain standard for this amount of time, then we're going to leave you alone. Uh, but asking us to upgrade yearly or add stuff every year, I don't think that's right. But I think that if we have a standard that we live by, until uh, technology changes and grows and we learn more, I think that would probably be the middle ground. We talk about we talk about this idea of learning more. We talk about that connection. It, you know, one of the things that I think often gets lost in the discussion with with all of this digital technology, all this cool stuff, right? All of this tech is the ability to maintain that personal connection when it comes to the customer experience. Can you talk about that and and, and how you ensure in the process that that's part of the overall experience when people come to your dealership? Yeah, that's uh, that's easy. We want a frictionless process. It's all, we're in the people business. We're not in the car business. We're in the people business. People buy from people. Uh, number one reason people buy a car is because they like the salesperson. The flip side, the number one reason they don't buy a car is they hate the salesperson. And so we're in the people business. We've got to learn how to make it frictionless. One of the challenges we have right now is uh, they start the process online, and then they come into the store. And then we go back to step one when they come into the store and they didn't really gain any advantage that the, the the process isn't smooth they go from step one to step five maybe and they come in store and then we go back to step one it's really choppy marco shinabo executive chairman of rocket on getting back to the basics Yes, so we're speaking a lot to dealer partners where we're, we have our ear on the ground in the industry. And I will say the last two years have been remarkable for the automotive retail industry. You know, we have seen record profits that um, people still work very hard for, but uh, it's it gotten a little bit easier to sell, perhaps, and to make uh, good grosses on cars. Um, but a lot of things happen along the way. And, and, and if you listen to the panels that are happening here at NADA, you will find that dealers are talking and about and are worried about the ability of their teams to go back out, come back to the basics. And the basics are not necessarily the basics there were three years ago. Like the industry has also changed in terms of the technology that's available and the customer expectations that exist. So the basics may have evolved a little bit too. Uh, but the point is the same. We, we, we're changing from a, from a market that had an imbalance in supply and demand to a market that is becoming more balanced and likely imbalanced the other way around by the supply exceeding demand. And therefore, we got to go back, lean in, heads down and hustle and start prospecting again, making outbound calls, bringing customers in, focus on service retention. That's ultimately going to drive sales retention. Retention has dropped overall. And there's a lot to do, right? And some people have joined the industry during COVID um, that are maybe not used to that type of selling. So we have to train them. We have to teach them. We have to lead them 
into 2023 and beyond. Do you, do you think that, that most, um, that dealerships understand going into 2023, the importance of getting back to the basics? I think so. You know, we, we, um, like I said, we have our ears to the ground. We spend a lot of time on the panels here and a lot of large dealer, dealer groups, influential dealers are recognizing that when we go out and present our solutions, we talk to dealers, we ask them, what do they need help with? And, um, over the last six months, the, the term was coined getting back to the basics. So, that is not our term that you brought it up, right? Like that's the term that's coming from the industry. Again, like my um, understanding of what the basics are is uh, is still being defined. I think uh, dealers for themselves define it. So where one dealer says, hey, we're, we have our basics down in service. We might need help in sales. It might be the other way around for the next dealer. So you got to listen carefully where where the dealers will need help in the space to go back to the basics. I think another thing that we have to be very mindful about is that we had people join the industry or people that have been in the industry that have made record paychecks. So um, it, it could very well be the case that if you don't change in the next coming weeks and months, your paycheck is going to take a real dip. And, uh, and that can result in a few different things. Either you go back to the lifestyle you had pre-COVID where you made 30, 40, 50% less, or you work much harder, much smarter and figure out how to uh, obtain a paycheck that is uh, equivalent to what you're making now. Uh, and if not, you're probably going to go somewhere else and try to find a new job, maybe figuring out like, hey, this is still not working at this OEM or this, this dealership. So we have to be mindful that there's great talent in the industry that uh, might be a little surprised. Maybe they're not already, but that, that has that has to deal with uh, uh, a new balance of, of income that unless you change and really go to a different model of doing business than what the last two years provided could be very, very challenging. Now, back to the noise.